educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome to the Thursday. I didn't know it's not Thursday. Wednesday. (laughs) I'm rushing. (laughs) It's only Wednesday. Welcome to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And on demand, anytime you like, on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, Well, it is 5.07 on Wednesday, May 31st. We're finished with May. And uh, so say hello to Johnny Cadillac. Producer extraordinaire of the Dan Parsons Show. Good to be here on a Sunday afternoon. This I'm is, just kidding. <laughs> this is your yeah, but this is your Friday. It is my Friday. Yep. You're you're bailing on us uh, tomorrow and Friday. Yep, got to go do my ring announcing stuff. Nice. So, uh, well, we'll somehow carry on. I hope that you're still able to have a Dan good time without me. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, by the way, check out the. Uh, Brand new, somewhat brand new, in a couple weeks now, the Twitter and Facebook pages for The Dan Parsons Show. You can just uh, find us on both those platforms, because we'd love to hear from you. And and speaking of hearing from you, in the second half of the show, we're going to open up the phone lines. And so we'd love to hear your input on how you think the show's been going the last couple weeks. Uh, we're going to talk taxes uh, here in the first uh, segment of the show, and... Uh, so we'll do that. We'll open it up. But before we get to um, uh, before we get to all of that, uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, I'm going to welcome into the studio Brian Sloan. Brian's the president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry, and we're going to talk tax reform. Uh, Brian was on hand with the governor today with about 20 state senators and and signed some pretty historic tax reform measures. So we're going to chat with uh, Brian Sloan here in a little bit. Uh, but before we talk about taxes, let's talk about, uh, you know, if it's death and taxes in Nebraska, it should be taxes and Husker uh, sports. So, you know, today, uh, announcements of both uh, volleyball and football. The university announced there'll be another chance to buy tickets for Nebraska's uh, record-setting outdoor volleyball match. Uh, so tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m., they're going to release about 8,000 tickets for the, uh, uh, the August 30th Volleyball Day in Nebraska event, which will be held amazingly outdoors at Memorial Stadium. Uh, but they'll open up the, the sale to the general public through the uh, athletic office tomorrow. And uh, during the first round of ticket sales back a few weeks ago in April, uh, they sold uh, about 83,000 tickets. And uh, but they're not done. So the final capacity that they're estimating for this event is expected to be about ninety-one thousand screaming volleyball fans. Uh, I think uh, Coach Cook wants to uh, set a world record. So anyway, if you don't have your ticket yet, uh, you can go online uh, tomorrow at Huskers.com and grab you a volleyball ticket for the August thirtieth event. Uh, in football news, today the Big Ten announced uh, starting times for several of the games this fall. Uh, the much-hyped Colorado-Nebraska game on September 9th in Boulder will kick off at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. our time on the Fox Big Noon kickoff. I guess I can still call it the Big Noon kickoff, even though it's going to be at 11 o'clock. But anyway, so that game's announced. Um 
They get the 11 o'clock kickoff uh, for the annual Black Friday game with Iowa. And interesting, CBS will televise that game. Uh, and so the Big uh, Big Ten has contracted with CBS. And this is actually the first time that Nebraska's been on the CBS network um, since 2009, Gator Bowl. So that'll be interesting. Uh, other kickoff times include a 7 o'clock for the August 31st game at Minnesota. So that's the uh, the first game of the season, also on Fox. And uh, 6 p.m. for the home opener versus Northern Illinois. And uh, 7 p.m. for the October 6th Friday night game at Illinois. And FS1 is the broadcast partner for both uh, of those games. So pretty exciting to start thinking about it. And I see here on the tally board, uh, 92 days until that first uh, game in Minnesota. So something to look forward to as we're sweating through the summer uh, time. Well, let me uh, welcome into the um, studio uh, Mr. Brian Sloan, President of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yes, thanks so much, Brian. You know, um, who better to head up the state chamber than someone who's an accountant and a lawyer? Yeah, they, uh, as my wife says, though, I have to be careful. As a tax lawyer, she says uh, people really aren't that interested in depreciation. But I think today's news actually uh, is, is something everybody can get excited about. Absolutely. Well, just a little bit more about Brian. Uh, before heading the state chamber, Brian spent some time in our nation's capital, uh, where he was a legal advisor to the IRS commissioner. Uh, served as uh, House Ways and Means Committee staff member uh, under former U.S. Representative Hal Dobb. Uh, in fact, Brian helped shape the 1986 federal tax law. Boy, that seems like ancient history now, though. Yeah, that's aging me a lot, isn't it? <laughs> well, was, I'm right there with you, do brother. I, uh, do I age drop how old I am or what year I was born yeah, in? We, we don't want to hear that, John. <laughs> no, 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 we don't want to hear that <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, Brian, last time uh, you were kind enough uh, to come on one of my podcasts a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and sorry, I don't have beer. No, uh, you served beer at the last one. That was <laughs> that was a, a clincher. That's right. Yeah. So I I uh, somehow got Brian to come in and talk about tax reform. Well, listen, uh, this bill today that the governor signed uh, a multiple tax reform measures, uh, and I know that you were there along with uh, a lot of other. Uh, business leaders and about 20 of the state senators. So first of all, congratulations. That's a big dang deal. And I know as, uh, as, as the leader of the state chamber, leader of the state chamber, uh, you always have the business interests, uh, close at heart. And, uh, this was pretty historic. Yeah. No, this is transformational. This is, this is a generational type opportunity for Nebraska. It's, um, never in my lifetime. Have we seen a tax cut like this? This is the largest tax cut in Nebraska history. Hmm. It makes us competitive uh, with the top 15 states in the country. Um, it's I, Many of us never thought we'd see this day. Uh, we've been a high-tax state for so long that it, it was it's hard to believe. But uh, lots of credit to that uh, legislature and to the governor for, for making this happen. Well, and especially, Brian, uh, during a legislative session that was really pretty chaotic, uh, by the way, for our listeners, uh, tomorrow's the last day. They're going to mm-hmm. sign you die tomorrow and get the heck out of town. But, yeah, what a tumultuous uh, session it's been over some of the culture issues. Uh, and so, But you guys were able to wade through that, be patient, and put these packages together and get them passed. So. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I had worked a long time in Washington, D.C., and, and I don't know whether that's good or bad, but <laughs> 
I'm actually a believer in the way our legislative process works in Nebraska. Yes, it's tumultuous at times, but in Nebraska, all 49 senators get their bills heard. Um, they get to set priority bills. There's hearings. We talk about issues. We are very frank in our discussions. And in the end, this is going to be a good legislative session in terms of, of the tax bills that have been passed. Again, the reducing our tax rates to 3.99%, our income tax rates, and reducing property tax by billions, um, that's a super big deal in Nebraska. It is. Uh, visiting with Brian Sloan, president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry, on the historic uh, tax reform measures that the governor signed into law today. Uh, and they had an E-clause, so they take effect immediately. Yeah, and and. And that's really game-changing because right now, businesses across the country are deciding where they're going to expand their businesses. And those decisions get made now for next year. And so this is a signal. Um, and, and it means a lot not only to communities like Lincoln and Omaha, but communities across the state. Uh, Nebraska is a very attractive place to put your business post-COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so get into some of the details, Brian, of what some of these laws, and there again, it was a package, and, and you made a great point. Let me just back up and, and emphasize uh, what you mentioned, that, yeah, this, I think, uh, once the dust settles over there and people start examining everything that went on, uh, these culture wars uh, will maybe take a back seat because anytime whoever's yelling the loudest seems to get all of the news uh, attention. And I get that. Uh, I don't want to disparage those folks that care deeply about those issues. But that's why I was excited to have you on the show today, because what I want to do with this show, and hopefully we're starting to do that, educating, informing, and entertaining. And uh, these are the bills. This This is the effort uh to that really matters in our state these tax reforms and and really opening up the state uh, for more business and and a way of life that is very very attractive no and, we, and we've got to think about the next you know 20 30 years for our kids and our grandkids and part of this that, that we don't talk about enough it's not enough just to lower tax rates but we need to attract more people to the state more young people more young families to the state and we also need to attract technology companies to the state the future of of work and the future of attracting workforce means that our core industries have to be technology enabled and we need to become a technology state in a much bigger way and and this paves the way well and not to get off topic but it just reminds me that uh, i've been meaning to thank you and appreciate uh, your opening up the discussion here in the state of we do need more workers and obviously everybody's talking about that but how do we find those workers how do we get to those workers and what about immigration and and reform so that we can have more people that we desperately need to fill these jobs yeah this is and these are lots of moving parts and they all kind of go together nebraska for the first time in my lifetime has the opportunity to be a top 10 economy in this country per capita for a long time to come. And the, the two things that we really had to accomplish was one, systemically reducing our tax rates in a game-changing way. And that happened today. The second piece is to attract the kind of workforce to allow our businesses to expand. Our, our economy is incredibly healthy. And, and to really create robust communities from one end of the state to the other. And legal immigration has to be part of that solution as well, which means securing the border, but 
bringing in great families and great young workers uh, with skill, skill sets into Nebraska. Well, we talk a lot on this show about just the diversity here in Lincoln. Obviously, this is a Lincoln show, but the diversity throughout our state. We're becoming more and more diverse uh, with populations moving to the state who see opportunities. And so, yes, uh, let's continue to grow this economy and attract people who want to come here uh, to a way of life that is really unlike anything else in America. Yeah, well, we are. We are all fortunate uh, that we were born not only in the United States, but but in Nebraska. Uh, with the greatest lifestyle in the world. And uh, there are literally millions of, of great families out there of, of skilled workers who would love to bring their families to Nebraska and be part of the community and contribute to our communities and our churches and our and and basically the 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 quality of life that we have in this state. Absolutely. Visiting with Brian Sloan, president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry, about the historic uh, tax reform measures that were signed into law by Governor Pillen uh, earlier today. Uh, so, Brian, maybe dig into a little bit of the details of, of, of those yeah. bills and some of the highlights. Yeah, I think that, you know, obviously the, the, the flashing light here is that 3.99% tax rate, because we started at 6.84% when these discussions first started with Governor Ricketts. And Governor Ricketts wow. took the first step and actually was very much engaged in setting this up in terms of initial tax cuts last year. But Governor Pillen's legislation this year is, is uh, of a totally different magnitude given the revenues that the, that the state had to deal with, and, and great credit to them both. Um, but behind this, the, the issue that we've always had with taxes is sort of this triangle between how do we fund education, how do we tax on income, and how do we tax on property tax. Yep. And what I, what I think the governor did well this time is, is he addressed all three right up front. He made a commitment to funding education, he made a commitment to being competitive with income tax rates, and he made a commitment to lowering property taxes. And it was a big coalition that made this happen. And, and I give him all the credit in the world for a brand new governor yeah. to, to maneuver that first thing out of the out of the box. That's some pretty darn heavy lifting uh, yeah. for any governor at any point in your career, let alone uh, the first year you walk in the door. Um yeah, that's that's pretty amazing, and 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 that coalition consisted of uh, agriculture groups, uh, business groups, obviously. Who were some of the other? Uh... So obviously, you know, there were education. Yeah. Um, yeah. People involved in education. The community. There's part of this is community colleges. Yes. We're very much engaged in this process, um, and you know, every everything from um, agriculture to manufacturing to transportation logistics to financial services um what's what's wonderful about this it's not targeted at one group everybody benefits under this legislation so what do you say so i'm just reading some of the news accounts here what do you how how did senators answer the criticism that with this uh, personal income tax uh, reductions uh that only the wealthiest nebraskans hmm. are going to benefit so in the end, um, all Nebraskans are going to benefit from this. And the reason, and, and the sad reason for this, is under our state tax system, for decades, we taxed at the highest rate at very low levels. Yep. So a, a very moderate income person was paying the same rate as the richest people in Nebraska. Yeah, talk and it was about just, unfair. Yeah. It was a nonsensical system. Yeah. Um, once you get down to 3.99%, these differences are pretty small, and we retained a lot of the exemptions at, at, at the lower levels. Um, this is an extremely fair tax that I think will attract young people to the state. Yeah. 
one of the other provisions, uh, there was another bill by Senator Bostar, Elliot Bostar, uh, mm-hmm. one of our uh, senators from here in Lincoln, uh, which authorized uh, up to $15 million in refundable income tax credits uh, to help parents uh, pay for child care. Yeah. Again, oh my goodness, you talk about, I, I had the pleasure of sitting on uh, a small business committee uh, for this, uh, the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce this past year, and that was, as you hear all the time as well, uh, in addition to workforce, uh, the, the topic of child care. Right. And just how, especially uh, coming out of COVID, of just what a, a, a challenge that is in the workplace uh, for parents to provide child care so that they can be in the workforce. Yeah, it was certainly something when I took this job five years ago, having worked in, in, in business and particularly in the tax area for, for all that time. I didn't expect my job was going to become about child care, but very much so anymore that when you take a look at Nebraska, we have the lowest unemployment rate, second lowest unemployment rate in the country. We have the, one of the highest workforce participation, meaning we have more people working, and we have a lot of, of both spouse working couples in Nebraska. Um, and what that means is that child care is probably more important in, in Nebraska than most any other state yes. in getting it right. Yes. Uh, COVID and inflation have really put a dent in our child care capacity, which means if a child gets sick or gets sent home, um, suddenly, that becomes a major workforce issue, not to mention the stress on the families. Sure. Um, child care will continue to be, this is a great first step, but child care will continue to be a major issue if Nebraska is going to attract young families yes. and build the kind of communities that we, we need want to build. Yeah, we're visiting with Brian Sloan, president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry and in the historic uh, tax reform bill that uh, Governor Pillen signed into law uh, just earlier today. Well, so um, w- what is um, what is next? I mean, hmm. what a great uh, start to Governor Pillen's uh, term in office. And so, uh, yeah, kudos to him for just rolling up his sleeves and and taking on some of the biggest uh, challenges uh, from a tax perspective that, you know, has been passed in, in many, many years. I, I think in a nutshell that essentially what comes next is is continuing to make government more efficient, uh, to continue to control our spending, but at the same time begin to work with communities in a much more direct way to how do we create communities for our young people and for our kids to keep them in Nebraska, keep them engaged, and make those communities really attractive to young people, both in terms of jobs and recreation. Everything goes with it. You bet. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back and say goodbye to uh, to our friend Brian Sloan. Uh, but stay with us here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And if uh, you want to rewind and listen to the beginning of this show or the show last week, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Well, as we wrap up this uh portion of the show and and please hang on for the second half of the show after the news at the bottom of the hour uh, i'm going to open up the phone lines i want to hear from you i want to hear uh, what you think about the husker football schedule i want to hear what you think about uh, the tax reform package that the governor signed today so we'll do that but brian sloan president of the nebraska chamber of commerce uh thanks for somewhat last minute coming on and chatting about uh, this amazing historical tax reform oh always happy to do it and mm-hmm. i i think one correction 
I think I said there were two things that we had to get done. One was tax reform and one was was workforce modernization through immigration reforms and other methods. Um, we also need to win a few more games uh, this season uh, because actually we do know statistically that it, it affects the economy it as much as anything. It absolutely does, Brian. Well, before we go, uh, tell our listeners how they can learn more about the state chamber, how they can find your newsletters. Uh, I know you guys, uh, it's not just a legislative session that you're active. You're working hard for the business community throughout the state throughout the year. Yeah, actually, my, my hardest work starts now. When the legislature goes home, I start my my summer tour. Um, I'm actually going to get on my motorcycle on Sunday nice. and head out to Sydney on a Western Nebraska tour, and uh, we'll talk to businesses across the state. Um, you can find out anything you want to know about the Any Chamber, the voice of business, at, at anychamber.com. Very good. Well, Brian Sloan, president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry, will be right back on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show, the Wednesday edition here on 1499.3 KLIN. And I'll just remind you, if you uh, missed uh, the earlier segment with Brian Sloan, president of the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry. You can catch us anytime on your favorite podcast platform. I'll say it's not just if they if you they missed it. If it was their favorite episode ever and they want to re-listen to it, That's, there is no limit on how often you uh, listen to any episodes we do. We don't charge by the episode. Nope, sure don't. It's, it's all free. It's coming at you all free. Well, thank you. Say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. And uh, and this is Johnny's Friday because Johnny's going to bail on us for the next two days. Yep. So uh, definitely still going to be keeping busy laying down the law because um, I'm... With the MWA, not only am I a ring announcer, I'm also a commissioner, so somebody's got to... Somebody's got to throw the hammer down. Yep, yep, that's me. Well, <laughs> we'll carry on. So tomorrow's show, we're excited to uh, welcome back into the studio uh, Jeff Mall from Visit Lincoln. And uh, Jeff is bringing with him uh, a couple of guests that uh, I, I think you'll be excited about. I certainly am excited about. Uh, we will welcome... Um, uh, a couple people that, uh, that Jeff is bringing with him, and uh, uh, we'll talk about what's going on in Lincoln. And um, yeah, Jeff is bringing. Uh, we're we're welcoming into the studio um, 
uh, Clay Smith from Speedway Properties and uh, Tim Matthews from uh, the uh, uh, Speedway uh, Museum. Uh, and so really looking forward to that conversation. And uh, so here's what I'd like to do the rest of this show. I'd like to open up the phone lines. You know, we really haven't had much of a chance to talk to you uh, in the past couple, three weeks that we've been doing this uh, this little project. So I'd love to hear from you if you, uh, if you have a comment uh, about the show, if you have a comment about uh, the new Husker football schedule, if you have a comment about uh, the uh, the volleyball match. It's gonna, coming up uh, on Oct- August 30th that John Cook is going to fill uh, Nebraska's uh, Memorial Stadium. But give us a call on the um, KLIN uh, line at uh, 402-479-1400. We'd love to chat with you. And the other way that you can uh, have conversations with us from time to time is our... Uh, social media platforms where you can find the Dan Parsons show on uh, the Facebook and the Twitter. And uh, those are always entertaining. You know, one of the things that I've been uh, interested in, and you may have heard me talk about this, um, is this new uh, show on HBO, uh, a five-part miniseries uh, called The White House Plumbers. And it revisits um, the famous or infamous uh, Watergate burglary. Uh, that brought down uh, President Nixon, um, and it's and it's interesting, it's fascinating. So I, I'd be interested if any of you remember uh, Watergate or how you remember Watergate. Is it are you old enough like me to remember actually when it happened? Uh, I talked about that a, a little bit a few episodes back uh, of my political origin, uh, and there again, Johnny, you can find that episode. Uh, by just going back on the on the on the website yep. and and uh, I think we titled it um, I forget what we titled it now. Oh, well, you had the Dick, first names. Yep. It was Dick, Walter, and Agnes. Yep. And I talked about how back in uh, 1971, uh, when Watergate was just kind of starting to percolate, um, certainly in 71, 72, 73, and um, I was just I was the uh, the ten-year-old nerd who was reading the newspaper, and uh, you know, I think I started reading uh, the newspaper probably like any ten-year-old boy. It's like probably reading the comics, you know. And and then Husker football came along uh, in 1971. We had a national championship, and another one in 1972. So uh, that's when I really started getting interested in the newspaper. I couldn't wait. Uh, listening to the football game and Lyle Bremser and uh, in the in the garage with my dad and my older brother and man I couldn't wait for the Sunday paper to show up on the front doorstep. Well, actually, my brother and I delivered uh, the Sunday paper uh, around the neighborhood and and so I'd bring it home and and man I'd see those pictures and read the stats of what happened on the on the football field the day before and so that's kind of how I got my start of being interested in. What the heck was going on in the world? Um, but then uh, my mom, and so um, the title of the of the broadcast or the the show that I talked about my political origins, Dick, Walter, and Agnes. Uh, so when Watergate started to break, uh, I started noticing those headlines in the in the Lincoln Journal Star, uh, and my mom would have as she was fixing dinner before Dad would come home from the auto body shop. Uh, we'd have the uh, evening news with Walter Cronkite on. So that's Walter. 
and uh, and then Agnes uh, was my mother's name, and so all of those people had an influence uh, in my life in those early years, and I started figuring out what the heck was going on in the world, and it was it was really pretty interesting uh, growing up in the seventies uh, and being exposed at that young age to really one of the darkest times uh, politically in in our history, and now it may seem a little tame. Uh, compared to what we've been through uh, in recent years, uh, we actually had a president who, with the threat of impeachment, he said, "Okay, I've had enough. I see the writings on the wall. I'm I'm getting the heck out of here," and resigned. And I I mentioned on that on that show uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, I remember exactly where I was on August eighth, nineteen seventy four, uh, when Richard Nixon resigned the presidency. I was uh, with my mom. We were on a road trip to go see, uh, I believe, my grandparents. And uh, we stopped uh, overnight at, at a hotel, and, and we had the TV on to watch the evening news. And and uh, and there was a special announcement that uh, Dick Nixon, Richard Nixon, was resigning uh, the presidency. And so that that's kind of uh, how I got started in politics. And uh, from there, it's, uh, you know, I've worked for... Uh, politicians here in Nebraska. I've worked for, I didn't mention this uh, on the air with Brian because it pre- predated Brian, but uh, I worked for the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry for a number of years and uh, uh, did their communications work and did some lobbying. And so at an early age, uh, I was exposed to uh, the political function of this uh, country and and then on a state level and and uh, I've parlayed that into a, a career in public relations, helping people tell stories. And But, yeah, if you have a, uh, a political origin story, uh, if you have uh, memories of uh, days gone by when politics was maybe a little different, give us a call. Uh, 402-479-1400. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so back to this uh, miniseries. Uh, that, uh, so I've kind of set it up. So that's how excited I was for this new miniseries to come on. Uh, but it's told uh, through a lens that has really never uh, been done before with the Watergate uh, saga. And, of course, most of us remember the uh, the movie All the President's Men and, and how that... Uh, was very accurate, and uh, Dustin Hoffman, and and um, uh, um, gosh, now forget the, the other actor. Um, Johnny's no help, <laughs> uh, and uh, it was oh gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, if you remember, t- call and tell me who the other actor was that played in All the President's Men, because I'm I'm not remembering it. And and so this series is five part miniseries uh, on HBO. Robert Redford, thank you, Chris. Oh, so yeah, shout out to Grillmaster Chris on the answer. There. Of course, it was Robert Redford. Well, so, and I've got a story to tell about Robert Redford in this new um, HBO series. And so, Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman played in the original All the President's Men that told the story of the Watergate uh, break in, and, and the but they told it from obviously the perspective of those two Washington Post reporters. Uh, uh, Bernstein and uh, and, uh, and the other guy. And so you can tell how prepared I am to talk about this today. <laughs> I don't have my notes in front of me. And uh, but the new HBO series uh, uh, tells it from a different perspective. It doesn't tell it from uh, a journalist perspective, like all the president's men. It tells it from the perspective of the people who actually carried out the crimes. Uh, so G. Gordon Liddy 
and E. Howard Hunt uh, were the two operatives within the White House who orchestrated uh, these series of, and it wasn't just one break-in. Uh, the fascinating part of the story, I've, one of the fascinating parts, uh, and again, it's it's true. Uh, it, it They stretched the truth from time to time to elaborate um, some of the characters and, and some of the activities, but it's all based on uh, facts. And In fact, the uh, uh, fascinating companion uh, uh, podcast that goes along with the show uh, has a historian on there and talking about how accurate uh, the, the 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 movie uh, the series is, and so uh, those two people, Gordon Liddy and Howard Hunt, are pay, are played by Justin Thoreau, a fairly new actor, um, and Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson is uh, he so he plays uh, G. Gordon Liddy, and Justin Thoreau plays uh, Howard Hunt, and. Uh, uh, it's 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 really good. I mean, it starts off uh, kind of humorous, if you will, if you can find some humor. I mean, the characters, the actors that play these characters are just hilarious. Uh, but give us a call if you've got a Watergate story, if you've got a uh, a comment uh, about how the show you think is going so far. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. But one of the one of the interesting uh, depictions in the show. And again, it's very accurate. Instead of, uh, there's a famous uh, scene in All the President's Men uh, when um, uh, one of the reporters uh, calls uh, Gordon Liddy uh, at his home because Gordon Liddy uh, accidentally left uh, some mail. Anyway, the burglars had his name. And so when the burglars uh, were caught in the Watergate uh, breaking in, uh, they had a, a piece of paper that had Gordon Liddy's phone number in the White House. And so uh, uh, Robert Redford played uh, the actor in the original uh, All the President's Men. And so the producer, David Mandel, or the director, David Mandel, used Robert Redford uh, to depict the reporter and called uh, G. Gordon Liddy at his home. And so you get the perspective of, from G. Gordon Liddy's uh, perspective instead of the other way around. Uh, anyway, so it was just fascinating. But one of the other fascinating aspects of the film, or the series, uh, they actually broke it. They broke into the Watergate four stinking times. And on the fourth time is when they got caught. Uh, and again, it's all factual. It's a, it's a true story. So anyway, we'd love to hear uh, uh, your political origin story. I'd love to hear uh, if you think uh, what the score of the uh, Nebraska-Colorado game is going to be. And if you're going uh, to the Nebraska-Colorado game, boy, I tell you what, Johnny, people are already buying up tickets uh, so we can paint Folsom Field completely oh, yeah. red. Oh, absolutely. I also wanted to let you know, Dan, I did receive a... a message from matt anderson of branch joke observatory and he says quote hey just wanted to let you know i'm listening to the show 
and I'm having a damn fine time. <laughs> hey, Matt. Shout out to you, my friend. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yes. Uh, we, we, as Johnny reminds me, we always have a damn good time here on the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, we are uh, talking about uh, politics and uh, the historic uh, tax reform measure that the governor signed into law uh, just earlier today, uh, and the Nebraska legislature does uh, sign he die. Their last day is tomorrow. And as uh, Brian Sloan, our guest in the first half hour, talked about, uh, it's a it's been a tumultuous uh, session with a lot of culture wars. And but I think as as we talked in the first half of the show with uh, Brian Sloan, uh, I think after the dust settles, I think we'll probably remember this session probably not about uh, those culture wars and those are those are important issues i don't want to i don't want to make light of those uh, but i think historically what will be remembered of this session uh hopefully uh, will be uh, some of the tax cuts and the tax reform measures that uh, were signed into law well joining us uh, on the uh, klin uh studio line is matt anderson matt how are you I'm doing really great, Dan. Wonderful to hear you. <laughs> it's nice to see you. And in, in, uh, well, we're not seeing each other, but instead of uh, us bumping into each other at uh, chamber events, uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking back when I when I, I grew up in a Democratic household. My parents were very strong Democrats. My my uh, grandparents were very strong Republicans. And I can always kind of remember this tension going uh, going along back and forth. And when I first uh, started my political uh, happenings, I, I registered as a Democrat. But in my mid twenties, um, I, I did switch uh, over to Republican. As uh, I think, you know, some people just uh, my values had changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was married and, and uh, became a little more conservative in my thinking, and just really. Uh, at that time, uh, you know, the, the Democrat Party just didn't really align. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from that. Yeah. It's just that my, 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 my political leanings and my beliefs all really pointed toward a conservative uh, belief. And, and so then I've, I've changed and I've been a pretty staunch conservative uh, re- uh, Republican uh, ever since. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting times that we are in, Dan. Uh, oh, it is, I do Matt. remember Watergate. Yeah, yeah, you're you're old enough to remember as well. Well, I think it's interesting. So my household, uh, my parents, I would, I, I think I would call them uh, moderate Republicans, uh, even even back in the '70s and '80s. Uh, uh, certainly, <clears throat> when Reagan, by the time Reagan came into office, they didn't always agree with with everything that uh, the Republican Party stood for, and and they were certainly uh, weren't today's uh, Republican Party. My folks are both gone now but um and thankfully my mom didn't have to see these past uh, a few years but um yeah. but i grew up in a in a in a home like i said it was very i mean we've we were expected uh, they voted uh, every election and they were uh, like i said had the newspaper there and the cbs news walter cronkite and i do i credit my parents uh, for giving me a a desire uh, in an inquisitive uh, nature to find out what's going on in the world. So, well, yeah, Matt, my, my father, yeah, my father was a sack veteran, and uh, uh, he really said, you know, a lot of people paid a really dear price, and uh, I have never missed an election. I think that yeah. that is something that, whether it's local or uh, statewide or national, we we have an obligation 
uh, you know, to vote, uh, to give a voice to our opinion and our beliefs. And, uh, yeah. And Dan, I just want to say uh, here just real quick that uh, I, I uh, when, when the change changeover happened, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Uh, but uh, you're growing on me in a really great way. And uh, maybe one of these Thursdays coming up here, we can come out with the Branch Stoke Observatory and talk to you. And uh, But I just want to let you know that when I listen to you, I'm just having a really damn fine time. <laughs> yes, you, you and yes. John, you and Johnny got that down. That's cool. Well, Matt, <laughs> first of all, you're very kind. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment, and uh, and yes, I absolutely want to talk about the observatory because you've got some pretty cool things going on and some big plans, and so absolutely, we will have you on and talk about that. Matt Anderson, thanks for calling in, my friend. Thank you very much, Dan. You bet. Hey, we're uh, you're listening to the Dan Parsons Show, the Wednesday edition here on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. And if you want to catch us uh, on your favorite podcast platform, you can do that anytime you like. Um, well, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. And by the way, uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, reserve some time here to uh, chat about that, uh, and we will. Uh, after we take this short break here in a second, uh, we'll talk about what's coming up uh, tomorrow on the Lincoln Business Roundtable edition of the Dan Parsons Show. And, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, this is a historic day with a tax reform package that the governor signed, and we really appreciate uh, uh, Brian Sloan from the State Chamber coming on and chatting about that. And, um, you know, we had Husker football announcements today. We had volleyball announcements today. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We've got a few minutes uh, after the break here, uh, and I'd love to hear uh, from you. If you've got some thoughts, uh, give us a call, 402-479-1400. But let's take this quick break, and we'll be right back on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And anytime you like uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, before we take uh, a call from Kim here, I just wanted to uh, thank uh, people are uh, noticing the the Twitter page, the Dan Parsons Show Twitter and Facebook pages. So thanks for that. Uh, Eric Fish says, "Cool." Uh, reminded reminded me, Dan Parsons Show reminded me that the new Watergate miniseries has started on HBO. I was excited to see this. Yeah, Eric the Fish. Uh, actually, I think uh, episode five is now up, so the whole series is is up. And we're uh, we're going to see if we can get uh, someone from the show to come on. So, but joining us on the KLIN. Uh, uh, hotline is Kim. Kim, thanks for uh, calling in. What's uh, what's on your mind this fine summer afternoon, early summer afternoon? Well, I am already counting down the days to the big volleyball day at Memorial Stadium. You are a big volleyball. I, you are one of the I, biggest volleyball fans I know. <laughs> well, thank you. But I think you mentioned something about like 90 days to the first football game. And if, if I have it correctly, the volleyball matches the day before the first football game. So that means, is it 89 days until volleyball? But anyway, I just think that is going to be such a cool experience or maybe a hot experience in <laughs> Memorial Stadium in August, but hey. <laughs> and, and it's, and help me, help me, Kim, uh, it's, it's not just the one volleyball game, it's, uh, it's, it's several volleyball games. Yes, I think there are two volleyball games, Nebraska versus UNO, and prior to that, 
uh, UNK, and I think Wayne State, and then a yet to be announced. Oh, that's right. After so it's it's just going to be it's going to be an epic day. I think. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Kim. Well, listen. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow here on the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.